Superchargers, headlights, and more. With over 122 million parts, eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Stay on your A-game with all the parts you need at the prices you want. It's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Back again this week to remind you of the amazing value you can find over at adfreeshows.com right now. And what better way than to play an example of why? Give us a little scouting report. What do you see as his strengths and what do you see as his weaknesses? Paul, you can jump in here anytime. Well, I think uh, Sting's fairly quick. It's not as quick as I am. Uh, he lacks size, and I, I'm not quite so sure about his strength. I think that's questionable. What do you think, Paul? Well, I think it's about time that Sting worked his way up to ladder to where now he can meet a genuine superstar like Ravishing Rick Rude. He uh, he definitely has a weak uh, a weak heart though. You know he's got this. He has a tendency to quit, doesn't he, Paul? Oh, most definitely. You know the thing is, here's a guy that wears bozo makeup on his face. He draws his strength from all the little children that pay to see him at the arenas. And sooner or later, as soon as you break his spirit, it's easy as one, two, three what, with the root awakening. What would be an illustration of him quitting, Paul? Yes, that's the radio show from the early 90s with good old JR as he and Paul Heyman talk with ravishing Rick Rude about Sting. And if you want to hear the rest of Paul's thoughts on why Sting would be a quitter, then sign up now for access to this and many more archived episodes of this fantastic radio show. In addition to all the other content and interactive events, you hear Conrad and team talk about each and every week. To do it now, make the jump and become a member of the fastest growing wrestling community over at adfreeshows.com. Let me tell you something about Tony Schiavone. You can get all of your What Happened Win shirts at lewisrules.com. And let me tell you another thing. You can get even more gimmicks at boxagimmicks.com. That's the official store of What Happened Win and ad-free shows. You can get shirts and hoodies and tank tops. And let me tell you another thing. You can get mugs and posters and beach towels. Don't be a bald heavy geek. Head on over to lewisrules.com and boxagimmicks.com. You undercover hillbilly. All right, Tony, before we get going, can we talk about something that you and I really like talking about? And that's our cashola. Oh man, we love it by God. And thanks to you on many levels, cashola is what we talk about. Check this out, man. We are so excited to uh, be able to help people save money. And we would be glad to help you over at SaveWithConrad.com. Don't take my word for it. Ask my man, Robert up in Warren, Michigan. He left us a five-star review at conradreviews.com, and here's what he had to say. Dan and Brandy made my refinance simple. It only took one phone call to get the process started, and the team was great with, a po- with pondering my busy schedule. 99% of the communication was done via email. I was able to refinance out of my original FHA loan at a better rate. Even with the cash out, I took out for a kitchen remodel. My new mortgage point, my mo- <laughs> easy for me to say, Tony. My new mortgage payment is still cheaper than my original loan. Who would have thought that being a podcast fan could save you money. So check this out, dude, Robert pulled enough cash out to turn his kitchen into his dream kitchen with no money out of pocket. And his new payment is cheaper than his old payment. That sounds too good to be true, but we're routinely doing it, Tony. Yes, it does because you're the man, buddy. Well, I don't know about that, but we're doing our no, best. You to are. Say- you and your listen, you and your whole company 
And everybody that works for you, they do it right. And I think it's well known now everywhere. Well, I appreciate you saying that. I know you've had a peek under the hood. You know, our, our staff running around here, we're working hard to save you some money. We'd be delighted to have the opportunity to save you some money. If you can hear my voice and you've got a 30 year loan, you've got a home equity line of credit, you've got a second mortgage, you've got credit card debt. If you're checking any of those boxes, man, it's not a matter of if it's a matter of how much we can save you find out right now for free with a quick quote at savewithconrad.com or just shoot me an email conrad at savewithconrad.com or give us a call toll free 888-425-0105 that's savewithconrad.com NMLS number 65084 equal housing lender. And now let's get back to the show. Tony, I'm pumped. Here we go. It's 1986. It's Jim Crockett promotions. It's what happened when and save with conrad.com. Today's episode is brought to you by Geico. Do you own or rent your home? Sure you do. And I bet it can be hard work, but you know, what's easy bundling policies with Geico. Geico makes it easy to bundle your homeowner's insurance or renter's insurance along with your auto policy. It's a good thing too, because you already have so much to do around the house. Go to Geico.com, get a quote and see how much you could save. It's Geico easy. Visit Geico.com today. That's Geico.com. And we thank them for sponsoring today's podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the main event. Talking about the great years of World Championship Wrestling, the NWA and Jim Rocket Promotion. Tony and Friends North, they win. Look, Shivani's back again. World title split off center stage. Bischoff, Disney, Hogan, and Nitro. New World Order and the Crow. Thunder Russo, Arquette Champ, Vinnie Mac, simulcast. Tony's back with Conrad. Not your classy podcast. Watch a long try not to laugh. Lowest rules can't pass. This wasn't the initial plan. Tom Ziggs a good looking man. Klondike Bill make a chair. Tommy, you come over here. Hey, it's Conrad Thompson, and you're listening to What Happened When? With the voice of your childhood, Tony Schiavone. Tony, what's going on, man? How are you? What's going on with you, buddy? How you doing? Man, I'm excited to be here. Of course, it's another week taking a look at all things 1986, and this is going to be a fun one. The Nature Boy has taken his rightful spot as the NWA World Champion, and I'm sure we're going to be talking a lot about that today on the show. Yeah, we'll be talking a lot about that. It's amazing that when I'm uh, backstage at AEW, how much the Crockett era comes up in conversation. Yeah. Uh, with the guys who are wrestling now. And of course, a lot of them were, you know, a lot of them were 90s guys. And I, I get that because of their age, but there are some that remember the 80s and, and want to talk to me a lot about the old studio days at TBS and how that was and uh, all the stories from back there. So, it's something that resonates not only with fans and thank you very much for that, but it also resonates with people in the business because if, if you think about it, this is, is it fair to say this is where Ric Flair became a household name? 
Yeah, certainly on TBS. You got to think 85, 86 is when he started to really be in the prime time. You know, this is really before cable TV was, was what it's going to become. So this was the first super station. So I think you would argue 85, 86, 87, 88. Those are some pretty big years. And then, uh, of course, cable started to become more and more common. And as we cruised through the nineties, you know, he was all over the place, but yeah, I think right in here, you know, when, when people go back and they quote Ric Flair promos, they're usually quoting something from the Crockett set. They're not usually right. quoting a nitro promo. Don't get me wrong. People loved when he would, you know, take his clothes off and throw them in the crowd or elbow drop a book or get down to his underwear and handcuff himself to the ring. Those were hilarious skits, but the stuff that people still talk about are these Crockett promos with that, with that iconic backdrop that we've seen every week here in 1986. Yeah. The, the terms what's causing all this limousine, limousine riding, Jeff flying, son of a gun. Yeah. His famous promo, the spilt liquor, you know, that. The one you just sort of teased that was from 85 with his whole deal with, uh, Landale. Mm -hmm. And I mean, to this day it's everywhere, you know, people are doing it in in sports and on rap and all over the place. Uh, great influence he had on the business and obviously dusty and many of the guys back in this era had a big influence on the business. I I think not only promo wise, I think, uh, being able to work wise, um, I, I want to, uh, kind of stop our train of thought here for a second. And say something about Peggy Lathan. Oh gosh, yes. Which we haven't had a chance to discuss yet. Uh, I, I mentioned the story online, and first of all, Peggy uh, recently passed away uh, from South Carolina. Friend of the shows, but more than that, a friend of the business, and, and really a friend of the business. She was, and we're probably going to see it if we. I don't think she ever came to the TBS studios, but obviously she was everywhere in South Carolina. We see some footage probably from South Carolina. We'll see Peggy there in the front row. I've told the story many times and the story is a true story because it was told to me by Oli Anderson about Peggy saving his life. It happened in Greenville, South Carolina, according to Oli. And Oli is, this is back day in the days, Conrad, when heat was real. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And People who hated Ole Anderson really hated Ole Anderson. And Ole would, Ole would encourage shit like this because he would say on his promos, if you think you're tough, if you think you're a truck driver and you think you're tough or you think you're a guy who works in a factory or whatever, he will always hit the blue collar guys. Yep. Then, you know, come up and confront me one time. We'll see how tough you are. Well, this gentleman did confront him as he's going back to the locker room. And, uh, he said a guy wielded a knife and of course, Oli being Oli says, what do you think you're going to do with that? I'm going to end up sticking it up your ass is what he told the guy. And the guy sliced him, which if you ever saw Oli wrestle, you saw the big slice across his chest. And I went, Oh my God, what happened? He said, I was, I thought I was dead. He said, I thought I was dead. I started to bleed. He said, and Peggy came over and put pressure on it and took care of it until the ambulance got there. He said, so she saved my life. So that's a story that's real. And Peggy and Oli became very, and, uh, and, uh, Oli's uh, girlfriend, uh, I think her name is Marcy, uh, became very close friends and are still close. We're still close friends, obviously up until Peggy's death. And uh, it's a, it's a, it's a great story about how Peggy, who's a nurse, um, uh, you know, helped Holy saved his life. And 
how big of a friend she was to the business and got to reconnect with her in 2016 at the NWA fan fest, where it's kind of really the ball started rolling where you saw me and all that stuff. And it kind of really uh, hit us in the gut, didn't it? When we heard about her, man, it's, uh, I don't know, dude, it was, it was a tough deal. Cause it's like, uh, every time I saw her, she was just the light of the room and you just, it, it's hard to imagine that there would ever be a time where she wasn't around and, and, mm-hmm. and wasn't part of what we were doing. And we've had a lot of fun talking about her here on the show and made her like an honorary member of our crew. And, you know, I first met her in 2013. She was uh, really tight friends with Dick Bourne and right. uh, Dick introduced me to her with the NWA legends fan fest back when Greg price still had it. And even though we really only hung out that one time a year, uh, we both look forward to it and we would, you know, get to spend time with each other. And she would point and laugh at all of us guys who were, you know, interested in wrestling belts. And, uh, she was just, uh, she was so fun and, yep. uh, I'll never forget, you know, when we had, um, I don't know, so many good times hanging out with her. She's going to be so sorely missed. I loved, uh, having all of her, uh, smack talk all over my Facebook wall about Clemson. Every time they would take us to the woodshed and mm-hmm. from what I understand, she was at this year's fan fest. Uh, this year it was a, a different outfit, putting it together, but it was, um, could have been my last opportunity to hang with her. And, and I had a family reunion that weekend, so I didn't get to make it. And I just, I regret it, man. Tell those people in your life that you care about that. You love them before it's too late. You never know when it could be the last Absolutely. time. You know, she was at that event, like what, two weeks ago, three weeks ago. And right. And now she's gone. So, uh, but man, what a, uh, what a legacy she left. I mean, she got probably like a, a page and a half right up in the observer, you know, and there's been a lot of performers in the business who didn't get that kind of treatment, but just universally loved. I mean, you never saw one bad thing ever written about her. And uh, I mean, Ric Flair met her in 1974, really processed mm-hmm. that. I mean, she was the queen of mid Atlantic to the point that when he's first breaking in the business, he meets her and, right. uh, you know, I'll never forget. There's a, there's an old tape out there of an old fan fest where he's on stage giving a speech, you know, at, at one of those early fan fest conventions, maybe one of the first ones where they had the horsemen together and he just, he's in the middle of telling a story and he sees Peggy and he stops and he says, Oh my God, Peggy Lathan. And it's like, imagine, you know, this is quote unquote, just a fan. And he just stops in the middle of some blackjack or Wahoo or whatever story to shout her out. So sorely missed one of the great people I've had the, the good fortune of meeting in wrestling and, and Tony, you know, it's so funny because wrestling is one of those deals where I have a whole category of friends that are what I would call my wrestling friends, mm-hmm. which, you know, who would have guessed that that would be the case, but it yeah. is. Mm-hmm. She, uh, when I did my, uh, sit down with Jim Valley at the fan fest in 2016. And of course we walk backstage and Jim Valley is the one that says to me, you know, you really need to do something with this cause that was really entertaining out there. So I walk in the back into kind of the green room and Peggy's back there because you know, it's Peggy, right? You don't allow basically fans yeah. of the fan fest back in the green room, but you allowed Peggy and Peggy was back there and she came up to me and I remember exactly what she said. She went, you, and I went, what me? She said, yeah, you, you stole the show today. 
And that, and I said, that means a lot, Peggy, coming from you. She said, well, I just had so much fun watching you and listening to your stories. And of course we took a picture. I posted the picture on, uh, on social media and uh, she had that Southern, you know, lady draw as only uh, rednecks from South Carolina have. And uh, yeah, she'll be missed. I can't believe she's, uh, she's really gone, man. It's yeah. just, uh, one of those deals where, again, you just assume somebody's going to be there forever. And I'm glad that you're here with us today. Let's, uh, let's try to get the train back on the, the track here and talk about the silly shit that we talk about here on the show sometimes. Yeah. There's a lot of uh, silly shit to talk about. Now we're in the summertime and we are, uh, past the, the rock and roll express super summer sizzler tour. Uh, we are, I not so sure if the best of seven is concluded yet with Magnum and Nikita. It's going to be one of the, uh, one of the discussion points here, uh, that we're going to go into, but we're heading towards the rest of the summer. And, and unfortunately we're heading towards the fall, which means the end of Magnum's career, which I don't really want to dwell on that. Uh, but, uh, still good times, still good business to Jim Crockett promotions. And, uh, this is kind of the last big summer. Wouldn't you say for JCP? I mean, it's the biggest, yeah, it is the biggest. And and when right. we think about the biggest, you know, we, we think about Ric Flair and we think about our friends at blue chew and Tony, yeah, baby. If, if you're like me, you've been uh, thinking about your penis a lot. I know I've been thinking about your penis a lot. And mm-hmm. a lot of that comes back from a story that I heard that circulated the locker room this past week in AEW. And we don't normally talk about rumor and innuendo, but. Oh yeah, we do. We talk was, about it all the time. That was a fair amount circulating this past week that apparently. You tried to get a little creative with Lois. I was told (laughs) that one of the guys said, Hey man, didn't you and Conrad once talk about how Lois loves Dairy Queen? And you said, well, yes, yes, she does. And he said, now, if I'm correct, didn't, didn't Conrad say, get that bitch a dilly bar or some such. And you said, well, as a matter of fact, he did. And, and supposedly he said, if you're thinking what I'm thinking and I'm thinking what you're thinking, and he slid you over a product mm-hmm. that a lot of people put on top of their ice cream known as magic shell, magic shell, of course, looks like chocolate syrup, but when you put it on ice cream, ta-da, it hardens up and it essentially creates like a dilly bar effect in your bowl of vanilla ice cream. Mm-hmm. So supposedly According to the rumor in you, and I heard this from a reliable source backstage at AW, that you put magic shell on your dick. And, uh, that, and I was told that Lois said, it ain't going to get hard. And you said it will. Thanks to blue chew. And of course she meant the ice, you know, your penis wasn't ice. anyway. This episode is sponsored by blue chew. Say it with us. Blue chew, blue chew's making waves and bringing more confidence to the bedroom by offering chewable tablets that can help men get stronger and longer lasting erections. Now, this is not just for guys like Tony Schiavone who suffer from terrible erectile dysfunction. This is for guys like me who are looking for a five-star review, maybe a little six stars. We're looking to over deliver. We're looking to put our penis on the gas. You see, blue chew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as both Viagra, but, and Cialis, but in a chewable form. So what does that mean? It means that you're ready whenever the opportunity arises. 
Now here's why blue Chew's better than the old way you were doing things. It's an online prescription service. What's that mean for you? No visits to the doctor's office, no awkward conversation, no waiting in line at a pharmacy. It's shipped right to your door and in a discreet package. And here's how it works. You sign up at bluechew.com. You consult with one of their licensed medical providers. And once you're approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. Now here's the best part. It's all done online. Blue Chew's licensed medical providers will work with you to find the right ingredient and the right strength for your prescription. Now, if you don't like swallowing pills, there's no problems here. You see Blue Chew's Sildenafil and Tadalafil tablets are chewable. Oh, and by the way, Blue Chew's tablets are made in the USA. They prepare and ship direct. So it's even cheaper than a pharmacy, right? Tony. Yeah, it is. And you know what I like about Tadalafil tablets? What's that? That you can chew. It's Tadalafil. Yeah. See, and then you backfill some, well, you know, uh, so if you could benefit from extra confidence when it's time to perform, visit bluechew.com for more details mm-hmm. and important safety information. You may or may not be recommended to put magic shell on your penis. I'm not sure, but it mm. will be hard. Mm. I know that for sure. We're going to prove Lois wrong. And here's That's a special right. deal for our listeners. Try blue chew free mm. when you use our promo code WHW, like what happened when Tony got an erection. The promo code is WHW. Use that at checkout and you'll just pay $5 shipping. That's bluechew.com. The promo code is WHW to receive your first month for free. And uh, we thank Blue Chew for sponsoring this podcast. And don't do the magic shell, Peter. <laughs> magic shell, Peter. Where do you come up with this bullshit? I don't know. I just thought it would be funny to talk about putting magic shell on your dick. Is that okay? Yeah. Yeah, that's fine. I just don't know. I don't know who your stooge is backstage. Um, Tony, I made it up. Oh, everybody knows when it comes to stooging, you're the only stooge around here. (laughs) You're King stooge. No, I'm not. You're not King stooge. No. I mean, you you hit, look, you're, you're talking too much to Taz. No, Taz doesn't talk to me anymore. Mm. Taz asked me a question. I responded immediately. Eight days later, Taz said, sorry, I missed your. Uh, text, but Hey, is this Kurt angles number still? I was, okay. Yeah. That's what I thought. We, you didn't really we were, want to talk to me. We were in Pittsburgh, of course, on, fr- on the Friday, uh, this past Friday. And we had, uh, we had the impact, uh, TNA championship, of course. Yeah. And which Christian won in a, in a great match with Kenny Omega. So after the show is over, Taz comes backstage and I'm backstage and there's Taz, there's Tommy dreamer. And there's Shane Douglas all backstage. Uh, ECW, ECW. Well, I looked around and I told the guys, I said, you know, uh, it wouldn't surprise me to see Paul Heyman walk in the back. And then I looked to my left and I saw this gigantic door and I realized he was so fat. He couldn't fit through that door. Why are you being like this? So he couldn't, so he couldn't, uh, he couldn't make it. You're a mean person. And And it's a big barn door too, but his head is the size of a planetoid. So what is he, what is a planetoid? Oh, that comes from So I Married an Axe Murder. You never saw that movie? Yeah, but I mean, I don't. It's not a movie I reference. Okay, I reference the movie all the time. It's one of my favorite movies. So anyway, he's just. I mean, even a barn door couldn't get back. I mean, that's like a 1993 what? movie, right? Yeah, it's uh, with. Uh, so 28 years ago, and you're still quoting it. I love it. Yeah, I'm with it. I'm with it. I was just asking. I'm, you got to get hot about it. I'm not getting fucking hot about it. You're yelling at me. No, I'm not yelling at you right now. You're yelling. No, I'm 
I'm not I don't understand you. what I did wrong. Like, I mean, you, haven't, you haven't done anything wrong, motherfucker. You know what? I feel like uh, you and I are going to argue today, but there's one thing we're not going to argue about, if I'm honest with you, and that's that both of our dogs are living their best life thanks to our friends at Solid Gold. Nothing like Solid Gold. We have not only does Bug, who's over my right shoulder here. Biggity Bug. Biggity Bug, who's watching. Oh, he goes by Biggity Bug and Buggity Bug and Buggeroni. He goes by all these names. Not only does he eat solid gold, but Chewy eats solid gold. There's four different flavors that we use. It's the wet food that comes in. It's called the Mighty Minis that comes in. But um, we were sold on it because I, I read about it. I read about it. it's uh, the first and only holistic pet food out there. Yep. And, and that means a lot. I mean, I, there's a lot of people out there who really are concerned about what they put in their dog, right? I mean, yeah. we all are. So uh, that's uh, concerned about it. And, and Matt uses it, uh, feeds a Wally up in uh, in New Jersey with it. So uh, it's uh, it's part of our life, man. We, uh, we're big believers in uh, Solid Gold because Solid Gold, they have a nutritional platform that's been inspired by their founding belief that high-quality food, it really is the best way to impact our pets' mind, body, and spirit. And now for over 45 years, solid gold has revolutionized that holistic pet food category. And now they've got something for everybody, man. We're talking about recipes for both dogs and cats, dietary needs. Check this out. You can get healthy whole grain or even grain free options. They've got wet food. They've got supplements like sea meal and 100% human grade bone broth for dogs. Here's what we all agree on. Solid gold foods are different because they cleanse with the digestive system. And of course they're using that uh, whole superfood uh, element to make that possible. They're going to balance with living probiotics and they're even going to fuel our animals with omega three and six fatty acids. This is going to best support gut health and nourish our pets, both inside and out. This is something that Tony and I have been using with our dogs for a long time. And I know of course, Eric Bischoff's on the plan and we got all of Bruce's dogs on the plan. Right now, to save 30% on Select Gold products, go to solidgoldpet.com slash WHW. That's solidgoldpet.com slash WHW, and you're going to save 30% on Select Solid Gold products. Remember, that's solidgoldpet.com slash WHW. And Tony, you and I, we've been using this for a long time, and and, and we just think it's the, the best opportunity to take care of our dogs. Best opportunity. They have a lot of different uh, food. A lot of different foods. You don't have to feed them what we feed them. They have dry food. They have food in a can. Uh, it's uh, it's it's the best way to go. Our dogs, our dogs love it. And if you have a Chihuahua like I have, they can be finicky. Uh, sometimes they don't want to eat. Uh, uh, Bugaroni here always wants to chow down to solid gold. Let me ask you something. Did you see uh, all the the craziness, the shenanigans over the weekend? Um, obviously I did not. Well, did you Uh, know that we had uh, Ric Flair and Kenny Omega in the same ring chopping each other over the weekend? I did not. When did that happen? It happened, uh, on Sunday, Saturday night at triple mania, which is like Mm -hmm. the triple a WrestleMania. Right. And Andrade was challenging for the mega championship, the big belt in triple a, which Kenny Omega proudly holds. Mm -hmm. And, uh, Kenny had Conan in his corner and, Mm -hmm. uh, Andrade had the nature boy, Ric Flair himself in his corner. Very cool. So Ric Flair, I believe made his triple mania debut mm-hmm. and, uh, there was some physicality in the ring. How about that? Wow. 
So Rick got physical. Uh, well, um, you'd have to ask your, your champion, Mr. Kenny Omega, because mm. he was on the receiving end of a little chopper ruski. and flair did not get chopped back. Well, uh, probably not. Cause he, at, at Rick's age, he gets chopped. He's going to shit his pants. Are, so. you, are you talking shit? Because I'll make sure that you get chopped later today. Really? Yeah. He won't chop me. Oh, really? No, he won't fucking chop me. Why's okay. that? Cause I held the microphone when he became a fucking star there. You fuck. I fucking said it. How's that? So you're, you so your, you're, you're taking you're in your fucking daddy in law. Uh, you keep running that mouth and I'm just going to have him do a run in an AEW and just, you know, if he can run in on triple money, you think he can't run in on AEW? bring his old ass in. Okay. I'll, I'll kick that Walker out from underneath him. Oh, I'll, really? Yeah. Boy, you're talking a lot of shit for a known dick Tucker. <laughs> Some days you hit me with shit. <laughs> Unknown Dick Tucker. Well, I'm going to use that backstage uh, carefully. I'm going to say, boy, he's a known Dick Tucker. Well, it'll get over. <laughs> Just, you know, as a heads up. By the way, uh, a couple of days ago, I, I got all over Eric Bischoff in a big way. Really? So you might want to listen to that on 83 weeks. And I even told him that he tucked his dick. Oh, you did. Yeah. Do you remember that big speech he gave? Maybe you remember hearing about this. And if you motherfuckers ain't happy, just raise your hand. You can get your fucking release today. That sort of deal. Mm. And yeah, then Raven's like, oh yeah, I'm out of here. I remember that. And so then he's like, okay, you can leave. Uh, but you can't go to WWE. Wait a minute. <laughs> what? Like, I was like, okay, so you tucked your dick and he's like, no, I didn't. And I'm like, well, yeah, you did. But I just love talking about the good old days. And, and I love talking about, uh, everything nostalgic. And when I think about nostalgia, yeah. I wind up finding myself missing like wrestling from the early nineties. And one yeah. of the things that was fun about the early nineties is, you know, I'm like 10, I'm like nine, 10, 11 years old. I can bebop into the mall. Remember when malls were a thing, Tony? Sure do. And inside the mall near the food court, there was always an arcade mm -hmm. and somewhere in there was one of those old classic WWF arcade machines. I probably spent, I don't know, $500 in quarters over those over the years. But what's happening these days is retro mania wrestling. It's been inspired by that early nineties arcade wrestling action. And the roster they have includes both legends and the stars from the day. So stars from the day, like Matt Cardona, the face that runs the place over at the GCW universe, of course, the reigning NWA world champion, Mr. Nick Aldis, but then we've got some ECW originals like the blue meanie and Tommy dreamer, but perhaps the headline act getting that road warrior pop in heaven. It's Hawk and animal. They're all in this game and they've got a story mode an arcade mode, a singles match, a tag team match, a six man tag. Boy, that makes me think of you, Tony, an eight man tag. And even the retro rumble. Retro Mania Wrestling is available now for pretty much everything. The Nintendo Switch, the PS4, the PS5, Xbox One, Xbox Series X, Steam, IR Arcade. Hell, there's even a Retro Mania themed cabinet. You can get an IR Arcade cabinet. I got to get one of those. Check these guys out, RetromaniaWrestling.com, and follow them on social media at RetroSoft Studios. I'm a big fan of this game, and I'd love to kick your ass on it, Tony. Now, you, you know what? I've played more video games than you ever looked at, and... Uh... I know you, you don't think that's 
possible because of my age, but I am. I don't give a damn how many arcade games you've got at the Conradison. I don't give a damn how old you were back in the 90s. For my age, I may be the best. I may be the best video game player that you've ever seen for my age. Let me just, let me just, again, state in a loud and clear voice, mm-hmm. talking a lot of shit for a known dick Tucker, <laughs> a lot of shit. We're going to, we're going to go ahead and get ready for this countdown. Uh, mm-hmm. before we get going, Tony, I want to remind everybody that we're watching season two, episode 32. That's August 16th, 1986. So get your cock out, pull that me out. And uh, pull it up. Season two, episode 32, August 16th, 1986. And uh, this is going to be pretty fun, man. And I got to tell you, I think we've had a few people maybe uh, sleeping on us when it came to talking about uh, 1986. And more and more, I've started to see positive feedback where guys who were sort of against this idea are back on board and they're sort of rediscovering or discovering really for the first time, the greatness that was Jim Crockett promotions in 86. And you sort of freestyle the other day that maybe when we finish, instead of just going right into 87, which is what I wanted to do, you wanted to circle back and, and, and let's do 85. I, uh, listen, that's my, that's, that's my deal, right? Yeah. 80, 85 is, is where I started. And when I think about the excitement that I had, I, I really think about 85. And so, yeah, I'd love to go back to 85. I don't think the entire 85 is on the, uh, is on the network. We got to, we got to get that up there. Yeah, baby. Swing. Uh, we got to get that up there, but, uh, so, uh, what's up with this dirty mind, Tony? Uh, uh, Why would you behave like that? Son of a bitch. I mean, can we not have a normal conversation without you, you making you, it? You're, you're, oh, you're I want to put that up there. Oh, women are gr- I can't wait to do dirty things. Oh, I'm a freaking creepy old fuck. Oh, mm. it's annoying. Calm down. Like to say hello to rebel, by the way. I don't know what reminded me of that, but, uh, I just like to say hello to her. Good friend of mine. You know, she doesn't and, listen. And I also like to say hello to another good friend of mine who returned. And I had a chance to talk to her for quite a bit backstage. Jamie hater. Oh man. Mm. Can I just tell everybody, I, I got to pull up your text from the first time you met her mm. and just post them online. Get you canceled. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> there were so many misspelled words and <laughs> punctuation in the wrong places and exclamation points. You were very descriptive, mm. very descriptive. Yes, I was. And before we go to the countdown, Conrad this week, by the way, uh, I'm really pissed off about the countdown. Why are you pissed off about the countdown? Well, here's the deal. I have opened up the countdown to members of our Patreon channel. That's correct. Low key, big hogs. That's correct. Last bottom boat riders. That's correct. Send me in your countdown. Accurate. And it's like, come on guys. You want to be on the show? I mean, I've had my grandkids on here. I've had wrestlers on here. We want, we want our listeners on here. That's right. So give us a countdown at hello slapdicks at gmail.com. Hello slapdicks at gmail.com. Send me your calendar. You can do it on your freaking iPhone and then send it in to me. Uh, uh, we have a lot of fun. We've had a lot of people, but today we have none. So I'm going to count down myself. 
Wait, 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 wait. People are sleeping on the countdown opportunity. Yeah. Sleeping on the countdown opportunity. So I'm going to open it up to everybody. Hey, well, it's like, uh, yeah, I'm going to get you one. Steph Chesney. Yeah. I'm going to get you one up. Well, Steph's really working on it. Cause he's a musician. Uh, Adam DeMoy says, oh yeah, I'll get you one. I forgot. Oh, Jesus. Tony, Bart, you- Bart Saren said, yeah, I've been traveling a lot. I'll get you. Yeah, just stop it. You're not. Okay. You're fucking lying to me. You're not going to get me one. So there you go. Are, can you, uh, can we just agree? You woke up on the wrong side of the bed today. No, I feel great. I feel wonderful. I always feel great when I'm talking to you, you bring out the best in me. I know why you're feeling great. It's because you woke up, not feeling tired and chilly sleep made it happen. You see, science tells us the best way to achieve and maintain consistent deep sleep is by lowering our core body temperature. A temperature controlled sleep is going to restore our testosterone levels. It's going to repair our muscles after a hard day's work, and it's going to improve cognitive function. So you always start your day feeling sharp and alert. Chili sleep makes customizable climate sleep control, climate controlled sleep solutions. Easy for me to say that help you improve your entire well-being. Chili sleep makes the Uller, which is what I have and the cube sleep system. It's a hydropower temperature controlled mattress topper that fits over your existing mattress to provide your ideal sleep temperature. Whether you sleep hot or cold, this luxury mattress pad is going to keep your bed at the perfect temperature for deep sleep. And these sleep systems are designed to help you fall asleep and stay asleep. And that's going to give you the confidence and energy to power through your day. This has been a home run at my household, Tony. And as you know, I like to keep my house cold when we're going to bed. I don't have to do that anymore. I didn't need to cool off the kitchen. I didn't need to cool off the laundry room. I didn't need to cool off the dining room. I needed my bed to be cold. And now I'm doing it with chilly sleep. I also, I've mentioned how uh, it's helped Lois sleep and it's helped me sleep through the night. Here's what I do. I, I turn the system up to high, go brush my teeth, floss and everything, get ready for bed, put my <clears throat> moisturizers on my face. And then I come in, turn it down to 65 and then lay down and it gradually gets cooler, right? Lowers my body temperature, boom, and I fall right to sleep. How about that? I love it. Yeah, I do too. So uh, head over to chillysleep.com slash WHW to learn more and check out a special offer available exclusively, exclusively for our What Happened When listeners and only for a limited time. That's chili, C-H-I-L-I, sleep.com slash WHW. Take advantage of our exclusive discount and wake up refreshed every day, every day. Well, Tony, if you're uh, thinking what I'm thinking, I'm thinking that today we should just do our own damn countdown. Yeah, we'll do it today. I wish I could get bug to bark it, but he's as we can see, he's why can't, why, why can't we get bug to bark it? Cause he's tired. <laughs> he's had a, he's had a very stressful quarter day. He's gone out to the mailbox. He's seen a couple of dogs. He chased one of them in the road. I had to run him down. He thinks he's bigger than he is. So. Let me just mention, I'm, uh, I'm all into us trying to figure out a way to get your dog a chilly sleep. If it means that he's well rested and then he can mm-hmm. bark a countdown, that's a home run. That would be great. We'll work on that. How's that sound? I'm for it. And okay. I'm for watching this show. Yeah. And so I'm going to do the countdown 
And all you low-key big hogs and glass-bottom boat riders who have not turned in your countdown can kiss my ass. Oh, that's hurtful. Yeah. We appreciate your is. support, folks. Season 2, <laughs> episode 32, August 16th, 1986. Tony Tone, let's get dirty with that countdown. Here we go. Three, two, one, play. Uh, here we go. Best of seven, right? Uh, drop kick. Wouldn't surprise me if Peggy Latham to ringside somewhere. What a pop for a drop kick, dude. How about that? Huh? Just a drop kick. And yeah. they went banana. It's the art of wrestling. It, it is the art of wrestling. Something that Chris Jericho and Arn Anderson and I were talking about the other day. I love talking about the art of wrestling. I do, man. I don't think we talk about it enough here. Bringing you great wrestling action. Sanctioned by the NWA. National Wrestling Alliance. Hi, everybody, and welcome to World Championship Wrestling. I'm Tony Schiavone, along with David Crockett. We welcome you back to the very best in wrestling, the NWA. And right off the bat, we have to tell you, once again, Nature Boy Ric Flair is the heavyweight champion of the world. He defeated the American Dream Dusty Rhodes just last week in St. Louis. However, David, two days prior to that, a match took place between Dusty Rhodes and Ric Flair in Kansas City, and that had a great impact on that match in St. Louis. That's correct, Tony, and we're going to show you fans exactly what took place in that match and also we can tell you at this time for the u.s heavyweight title the best of seven it's all modded up at three apiece between magum and nikita that is great and fans we've got footage of that match too okay let's bring in our special That's guest host today. you got me and wait a minute david you look like a bullfrog today and let me just say one thing dusty Rhodes. Today we're going to take a look at the latest confrontation between Dusty Rhodes and my man Big Bubba back here. And let me just say this to you, Rhodes. It's too late. You blew it. You can't apologize. You can't come crawling on your hands and knees to me and beg forgiveness. Because now, after what you did to Bubba, he's out for you. And when he lays his hands on you, Dusty Rhodes, it's going to be the worst thing that ever happened to you in your entire life. Forget about Kansas City, St. Louis, or anywhere else you've ever been. Also today here, fans, the Legion of Doom, the Road Warriors, and many other top stars. Let's go right to the ring. All right, in the and we're going to the Kansas Jayhawks in the ring. So I like the tease mm -hmm. that we're going to have uh, an opportunity to see the title switch. Yeah, so two things about that uh, th that on camera right there. Number one, did you notice I had the JCP jacket on? I think it's the first time. Uh, it's cool looking too. It's not the first yeah. time because you and I have watched where you were wearing it. Really? Early, yeah. Maybe a few weeks ago, but yeah, this summer, okay. summer of 86, first this time I remember seeing you wear it. Yeah. Debut it. And also I, I noticed all the papers we had, all our formats that we had, how yeah. much do you think those things will be worth that we would have held onto those? Oh, there's no telling. Oh God. What, you know, it's just, it's just amazing that, and what those mean, things were just thrown away. What do you think the old six man title would have been worth if you wouldn't have thrown it out? Uncle. Keep it up motherfucker. And I won't, I won't try to get it. Well, oh, that'll show me. Yeah, it'll show you. Since I've never had it. There's a chance you can get it. Hey, by the way, I want to mention, uh, we're talking about old nostalgia mm -hmm. and you, and you may, you may get pissy about this. Uh, but here at the end of the month, the NWA has got wrestling at the chase again. 
Really? Yeah. I only mentioned it because we were just talking about St. Louis in the open there. And I was like, man, I kind of forgot that at the end of the month, that's going to happen again. And, and I, from what I've, I have to admit, obviously this predates my fandom, but I saw that they did shows there from like 59 to 83. Did you ever see any of the wrestling at the chase programs back in the day? Um, I may have, I may have seen footage of it. I'm not sure, but I don't, I don't remember it. I just think it's cool. You know, that it's one of those sort of forgotten, like we're watching this, this fabulous studio wrestling here. And I think wrestling fans today would, I mean, you could sell tours of just this room. Y'all are filming this in mm-hmm. and imagine the cool stuff that could be done. If y'all actually tape some stuff, since you have that Turner relationship, mm-hmm. uh, but you know, then you've got the ECW arena and of course the sportatorium, tour, and it looks totally different by the way, the ECW arena, but the sportatorium has right. been torn down and the Omni has been torn down. And there's so many of these classic buildings. Like even if you were more of a quote unquote indie fan, you know, the big building out in Reseda that the bucks used to run all the time for pro wrestling gorilla that's gone. And it's just cool that this was sort of a forgotten venue or unattainable or out of reach or whatever. And now that chase park Plaza hotel is going to host wrestling again, at least one more time. I think that's cool, man. That is cool. You know, there's also the, the sportatorium in Tampa that they used to tape uh, Florida championship wrestling from Florida. That is still there. Although it's been converted, I don't, I'm not so, I'm not so sure you could, they even have a big enough room in that place. Now Um, I've seen that, uh, that is not, you know, that's not too far away from downtown Tampa. Yeah. You know, those, those old, uh, those old arenas bring back, bring back some great memories. And I, and I've mentioned to you, of course, you know, we mentioned a lot. I mentioned, okay, I'll take the heat for it. I mentioned a lot of shit and never gets done. Right. Like I'll get you the six man belt. Right. You Shivani, a lot of things. We know that. Well, I, Shivani is not correct. Okay. I'm, I'm a busy man. Okay. I'm busy. All right. I don't have to, I don't have mortgages to write, but I'm busy, busy. Got a, I mean, I'm out of town every Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. And sometimes every Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, it depends on, Oh, look at Bobby Jaggers picking him up by the hair. I still would like for you and I to go to the old TBS studios and shoot something. Please. I would love that. Yeah. Just, uh, uh, I guess we would have to bring Silva with us, which means the audio would suck, but, uh, you know, we go, we go tape something there, record something there and, uh, it would be good. It would be great. Well, here we go. Oh, wow. Right back to Cornette and the Russians. What do you think these Russians are going to be saying here, Tony? Mm. Let me look in this camera right here and say that I'm an American. That's right. I'm an American. One of these days I'm going to be the blacktop bully and then I'm going to get fired. And oh. also Mike's going to get fired. That's right. Mike Graham's going to get fired as well because he allowed juiced. Can you believe allowed juice? Well, I had juiced as you can see my forehead many, many times. They never fired me. It just goes to show that in the middle of the, the 90s, when a television network ran a wrestling company, they did not know how to wrestle. Look at the marks on my forehead. Look at them. Look at the marks on my forehead. I'm not Abdullah the Butcher, but I could stick a quarter up in here and it would stay. It would stick. Now we're here talking about the best of seven for the U.S. title. And we're also talking about getting juice on TV. But the guy to my right, he doesn't know how to get juice. Do you know why? Look at his forehead. He'll never get it. Why? Because he doesn't want to get juice. He doesn't want to do the old school shit. He, as a matter of fact, why is this fucker even my, my nephew? Why couldn't we get someone else? There has to be another meathead in Minnesota that can shave his head and speak Russian 
But no, we got this guy who won't even juice and pisses off all the guys. Do you know that what I'm saying? One of these days, Jesus is going to come down and enlighten him about getting juice. That's right. Look at my forehead. Look at the blacktop bullies. I mean, uh, 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 the repo man. I don't get juice because I don't have to. Look at my body. It's big enough. Mega TA on the seventh match, you'll get the juice. I won't bleed. You see, because me, I'm getting ready to get married to Miss Alabama. No juice. No juice. Jesus says no juice. Shatoata. If you get juice, you're going to go to hell. That's right. Do not take a razor blade and cut your head. Look at Uncle Ivan. Look at the marks on his head. Look at the blacktop, uh, the repo man, uh, 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 axe or smash, whatever he was. Look at him. He got plenty of juice. And now he's trying to be a Russian. Well, I try to be a Russian as well. That's right. But I have the body and do not have the blade. And what's this big fucking Bubba doing in behind us? Has he ever done anything? Will he ever cut his forehead? I think not. We got to go. What's wrong with you? Jesus, man, doesn't want you to do blade jobs. That's what I was told. Brother, let's bring in handsome Jimmy, the boogie woogie man. Tony, I'd like to make a statement to you and to all these nice people right here today and to the millions of people that this superstation is going into seeing the boogeyman right here. Now, I went over and over this in my mind. I can't live with this thing, Tony. And I'm going to sink this statement right now. If I don't beat Paul Jones and shave his head before this year is up, then I will quit the thing that I, the best professional wrestling, the only thing that I have ever done in my whole life. Now, Tony, I don't know even if this could be possible because Paul Jones is avoiding me. I do not have a match with him. It's a very short time, just two or three months till the year is up. Do you understand? I don't even know if Paul Jones will give me a match. But if I don't beat you, Paul Jones, if I don't shave your head, Paul Jones, I will quit professional wrestling. Jimmy, the Boogie Woogie Man, Viant fans, we're ready with more action and let's go to the ring. So putting his whole career on the line. Wow. And, uh, yeah, wearing a bandana. I don't want anybody to see that he too is a ball headed geek. And here come two ball headed, not so geeks. The road warriors looking like real life action figures. Gonna <laughs> take a couple of hapless souls to the woodshed. Yeah. The, uh, this guy with the orange uh, tights on that, that Hawk is getting ready to, Ooh, how about that? A drop kick. Is that Pablo Crenshaw or Tom Pittman? I, uh, I don't know who it is, but he's awfully familiar. I think it's Pablo Crenshaw. He just looks, uh, he looks well, like, it looks like Pablo on the outside. Okay. All right. So this is, uh, this is Sergeant Pittman's uncle then. God dang. Did you see that? Yes. They don't get no shit, man. You're going to get beat up. So I, I, I just can imagine backstage when they're going over the matches, you know, they, they talk to him. They talk about the match. Cause back then you talked about the match. Didn't you didn't rehearse it. 
you talked about it. And Hawk and Animal said, yeah, yeah, we're just going to beat you up uh, until they tell us to go home. <laughs> uh, what? Yeah, we're, we're really going to beat you up and like that. Uh, and Okay. Uh, that that's going to be the end. That's got I, uh, my notes say that's Tom Pittman. Okay. But old Pablo took the worst piece of that, but that running clothesline right there at the end, uh, mm. he meant business on that deal. Mm. Coming mm. up next though, the, my new favorite star of the show, mm. superstar Bill Dundee <laughs> going to be taking on Vernon Deaton. Oh, I'm wow. pretty excited about that. And your, your man, Charlie Kerfield of the Houston Astros. He's here in attendance today. And we're also going to find out that it's this fellow's birthday. Let's take a listen. Captain Redneck Dick Murdoch. Well, thank you, Tony. You know, where else could you see such awesome teams as a Road Warriors? And I hate to admit it, but Jim Cornette and his Midnight Express Rock and Roll and such great talent as Wahoo, Dusty Rhodes, Magnum TA, Tully Blanchard. Hey, the list goes on. Well, Jim's Crockett Promotions, the greatest array of talent in the world today in professional wrestling. And I'll tell you what, it's just great to be a part of it. You know, speaking of Ric Flair, tomorrow in one of my favorite towns, Huntington, West Virginia, at 2 o'clock, Flair, you bring the gold strap because we'll see how much man you are. We're going to see exactly how tough it is. I know he's a great champion, a great competitor. He's been a very, very great athlete to his life. But I'll guarantee you what, Ric Flair, you're going up against a man that's had a few years of experience. I'm no slouch when it comes to duking it out. We're going to see what we can do tomorrow. Captain Redneck Dick Murdoch fans, more action right after this timeout. Old school promo there, buddy. I, I freaking love that music, dude. Just gets me fired up, but mm-hmm. I cannot wait to see Dundee. Let's track it here. Tony, like you said, Ric Flair won the World's Heavyweight Championship in St. Louis, but it started several days earlier in Kansas City. Two days before that, it was Dusty Rhodes, next your boy Ric Flair for the World Heavyweight title in Kansas City. However, two other men were there, and we're talking about James J. Dillon and Tully Blanchard. Now, before the match started, Tully came up, got the microphone, and said, I want to take on the winner of the match. But we all said he's there for something more just than that. Now we're taking a look at the match between Dusty Rhodes and Ric Flair in Kansas City. And notice how Ric Flair goes right to work on that leg of Dusty Rhodes. On the leg that he broke. Less than a year ago, as a matter of fact. You know, we all thought Dusty would never come back to wrestle again. And there's the clothesline, the lariat pin for the pin of Ric Flair, and Dusty retains the title. Now, ladies and gentlemen, pay close attention. You see JJ, he's coming in. Yelling and screaming. Claiming the foot was over the ropes. Dusty Rhodes is still the world heavyweight champion, winning the decision with that great lariat of his. And look at JJ. Now we're going to see right at your screen. Look at it. Look at that chair. Now what? Listen to it. Tully pounding away with that chair, breaking the chair on Dusty's leg. Stomping away now. Look at Ric Flair going right to work on Dusty Rhodes. And you know, after that match, David, we mentioned this, Dusty would not admit to it, but that leg was hurt. And he had a lot of pain in that left leg. Now the figure four. Tony, we know this this was planned. Now watch, watch Tully now. It's not enough, not using the chair. Now he goes up on that top rope. Watch him, driving the knee right into Dusty. And JJ. Standing beside him, cheering him on. Elbow after elbow into the chest of Dusty. Now remember this elbow not only hitting Dusty Rhodes but putting more pressure on the leg. We're here with the national champion, Tully Blanchard, James J. Dillon. You know, Tony Schiavone, 
it amazes me that you and David Crockett come out here and talk about planned action. Like the horsemen sat around some big table and delegated Tully Blanchard to go do this to Dusty Rhodes. You're sadly mistaken. Flair and I went to Kansas City to issue a challenge and buy clothes at Michael's, and that's a simple fact. Now, if you want to say that's the reason Dusty Rhodes lost the World's Heavyweight Championship, you say it, because I know Dusty Rhodes wouldn't. Dusty Rhodes is an athlete and a man, and he walked the aisle in St. Louis, and he was the World's Heavyweight Champion, and he fought his butt off. I watched it. On that day, a better man won. Ric Flair won the four horsemen, my best friend. Now, you people want to take something away, you go right ahead. Dusty Rhodes was the World's Heavyweight Champion for the third time. You, David Crockett, wouldn't know what it was like to put a jockstrap on. Now then, the fact of the matter is, what happened in Kansas City is because Tully Blanchard, the National Heavyweight Champion, does not like Dusty Rhodes. Cannot stand the man. Ole Anderson cannot stand the man. Arn Anderson cannot stand the man. And Ric Flair cannot stand the man. That is the reason why the horsemen are out here and why we are what's happening in professional wrestling. And you can take that to the bank. Fans, when we come back, we'll take a look at that historic match in St. Louis. Man, Tully was on fire out there. Dude. Yes, I felt the same way. Hell of a promo from Tully. We, we had shown this footage the week before, so we... Is kind of lead in. You ready for the title Tully, switch? It's set now. We watch Ric Flair go for that leg. Then we watch Tully Blanchard take that chair. He went straight for the leg, pounded away on it. Flair put the figure four. And then they wait and go to St. Louis. St. Louis, one of the greatest matches in the history of wrestling. It's a capacity crowd at the arena in St. Louis as Dusty Rhodes defends the NWA World Heavyweight title against Nature Boy Ric Flair. Remember the pain Dusty Rhodes has suffered at the hands of not only Ric Flair, but Tully Blanchard. And we're going to notice as we're well into the match right now, Ric Flair against Dusty Rhodes. We see Flair now going off. Dusty, notice the left leg, David, heavily taped. Well, that will not stop the athlete Dusty Rhodes at all. Dusty never saying anything to anyone about that leg. Now watch, Ric Flair takes it, goes for it again, takes a chair. Right on the leg of Dusty Rhodes. Dusty down on the concrete floor as we take a look once again. Flair going right up towards the rope. Now Dusty in so much pain, cannot even get up at this time. And Flair back in the rig. You know, we've mentioned this before. I love this angle of this match, Tony. You're the camera angle? Yeah. 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 Gene Liggins, the referee. Where Gene has wrestled a couple of times and, and Flair's trying to get him to start that count. Let's take a look. Yeah. It's such that Dusty Rhodes laying on the floor does not even try to get up, just rolling around. But the man that he is, he sucks it up. He starts coming up to get back in that ring. He could stay out, take the count, and still be the champion. But no, he rolls back in. And now what does Flair do? Goes right back to that left leg. This was planned. And better believe this is pain. Right up against the ropes. All the way now down on the leg. Flair, as you can tell, feeling good right here. You know, David, you were there, and it, it was one of the greatest matches ever. Oh, yes. Both men were given it 100%, as you can see. And Flair ev evidently with a, with a game plan to stick with that leg and, and do it exactly what he wants to do. Dusty is such pain, he couldn't even protect himself there. That leg is limp. 
Once again, bottom roll, all the way down. You're talking about all the way putting pressure not only on the ankle, but on the knee also. And Flair goes after the leg once again. Still stomping okay. right now. He jumps up. Dusty hops right back up. He didn't even think he could walk a second ago. And now all the energy he has puts it back up. And there's a biotic. Rhodes ready again. Right. The there, that leg. That leg stopped him from it. He gave out. That was the same move that Lariat that won him the match in Kansas City two days before. But now he does it. Now he goes for the pin, but they're too close to the ropes. There's the leg. Now the referee, Gene Lagan, saw that the leg was on the ropes. Dusty thinking the match is over. And now Gene Lagan says, no, leg on the ropes. Continue the match. Dusty thinking it's over, and Flair goes right to the leg again. Flipped him from behind. Takes the leg, turns it around. Puts that figure four on. And he has it locked in tight. Magnum TA runs down the ringside. You see him in the bottom of your screen, knowing that Dusty's in tremendous pain right now. Unbearable pain at this time. Trying to encourage the American dream, part of America's team on. And the fans behind Dusty, too, at this, this time. There's Magnum. Can he do it? Magnum yelling louder and louder. But Dusty, get his shoulders up. He does. So you're doing commentary live because you can hear the arena fans. Mm -hmm. Or in the studio yelling about whoever's mm -hmm. coming to the ring in the background. Now the figure yeah, right. four, number one, is to go to the ropes. Number two is try to reverse the figure four leg lock. And we're going to take a look right now. Dusty still getting another win, getting more energy. You see his right arm up in look, the air. Look at Magnum. Say, come on, you can do it. Now, Dusty right here will try to reverse this figure four leg lock. Here he goes. The fans behind him. He turns it over. And now, He's got it. But watch Flair immediately turns it back over. And now Dusty's back in it. Flair grabs the ropes, all of the leverage, and all of the force down on Dusty. It's too much and the pain. pain was too much. And there's the pin. And there it is. As Magnum comes in to unhook the figure four once again. The heavyweight champion. Keel Auditorium. Ric Flair's <laughs> the world champion again. Gene Ligon holding up the belt there. You see, you see the security uh, during that match uh, usher that guy away. Talk to him. Look at that flair. Is that pink? It looks see, white to me. I think it's white. I'm colorblind. I can't tell. Yeah. Here we go. You see me looking fire. I want to know what it was. This is your opportunity to look firsthand at what's happening in the world of professional wrestling. The rightful claimant, the world's heavyweight woo, wrestling champion stands before you. Woo, look at his only a world champion out of look. Now, Tony Schiavone, you said it yourself, Dusty Rhodes, a great champion. He'd have to be a great wrestler and a great champion to represent the National Wrestling Alliance. You see? We don't specialize in rock and roll music. We don't specialize in Hollywood. We specialize in professional wrestling. In other words, if you want to wrestle the Road Warriors, you got to be a man. If you want to wrestle Murdoch, you got to be a man. If you want to wrestle Blanchard, Ole Anderson, Art Anderson, the Russian, 
If you want to wrestle the express, you gotta be a man. That's what the National Wrestling Alliance stands for. A bunch of tough men that aren't afraid to walk the line. And you see, Big Dust, even though I don't like you, there's no disrespect. And walking the aisle with that bad leg, knowing that you had to face the greatest wrestler alive today. And David Crockett, just like Dan Marino or Jim McMahon would do if there was a quarterback, a slow quarterback out there, he'd be throwing her all day long. I saw Dusty Rhodes, had a bad leg, not my fault Blanchard did that, but he had a bad leg. I went for it, and here I am to tell you woo, that I am Slick Rick. I am Space Mountain, and I am the world's heavyweight wrestling champion. And tonight, Atlanta, Georgia, the Omni, tomorrow, Huntington, Charlotte, North Carolina, Indianapolis, I don't care where it is. There's going to be Linda on my left and Janie on my right. But I'm not telling anybody until it's all over with which one of you girls I'm taking home tonight. Woo! Nature Boy, Rick Flair. Fans, we're coming. How would you describe his look there? That, uh, that, that look is kind of 70s look to me. Dude. It's almost like a leisure suit. He had a suit on with a vest, but no shirt. I know he had that big gold necklace and here come the road warriors. Jesus Let's take a Christ. listen. Rachel once said, <laughs> so massive. success is not final and failure is not futile. Well, we stand before the people right now, 30 million strong. And we ask you to judge our success three times. Take team of the year, manager of the year, winner of the Jim Crockett senior Memorial cup and many titles. Too numerous to mention. These two men, I put my money up every night that they go in the ring and compare them against any other team in professional wrestling today. And what do you get? You get one win for the Legion of Doom and a loss for the opposing team. You never get the best of us, gentlemen, only the worst. Tell them, Animal. Hey, Green Bay, Wisconsin. It's been a long time, about a year and a half to be exact. The Warriors are coming back to your town with the greatest, the NWA and the Met Sports Center, Bloomington, Minnesota. It's been a long, long time. And you're all going to see the Warriors and some real wrestling once again. Tell them, brother. Well, Tony Schiavone, what makes us sick besides everything is the Four Horsemen. We will never forget what the four horsemen did to us. They will never forget, cause we ain't gonna let them. They're right the edge. And we're the team that when they're teetering on that edge, we're just gonna give them a little shove right over the edge. And that'll be the end of the four horsemen. The Warriors are the team that does what they say they're gonna do it. And then we go out and do it in front of your very eyes. No, we're not like everybody else. We're not so worried about titles and belts like everybody else. What's important to us is getting people in the ring and beating them up good. Tony, when my boys are bad, they're very, very good.
Gracious Paul and Legion of Doom, the Road Warriors fans. Let's go to the ring. Here's your buddy. Superstar Bill Dundee against Vernon Deaton. Oh, man. Well, we got to be quiet on the set for this one. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> <laughs> There's Charlie Kerfeld, Houston Astros. What a haircut he had. Yeah. Hey, um, I, I, I never... I'm always amazed, even years later, and so many times we see him, when you see the road warrior stand there with me. Oh, the, the scale. Oh, man. It's just, there's nothing like it. I, there's just, there's just nothing like it. And, and, and Hawk was scratching on his peck right there, and you could see that it was red. And when he scratched, you could see the scratch mark, the white. And it reminds me that there was one constant smell in wrestling. From the eighties, the nineties, and even today, they put that red hot shit on themselves, right? Red hot. That's it. Right. I called it hot stuff, but it's red. Yeah, hot. It is hot stuff. You're right. 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 And that, that smell is still the, it's still there today because they still use it. Uh, and it's, it is, it has stood the test of time. The makers of that have made money a long time. Hot stuff, high definition optimizer oil. It's still around. Wow. Man, and buddy, they were the purveyors of it, the road warriors. <laughs> you could tell. Ooh, oh, it was red. It's white. It's going to go back to red. All right, let's pause the playback for right now. There's a new sports drama series on stars, and it's set in the world of indie wrestling. Heels follows a family-owned wrestling promotion as two brothers war over control of the league and their late father's legacy. Ace and Jack Spade's rivalry, both in and out of the ring, is the main event. Brother versus brother, hero versus heel, even CM Punk is stepping back onto the mat for a cameo. Alexander Ludwig plays Ace Spade, the beloved hero, young hotshot, and the star of the Duffy Wrestling League. Outside the ring, Ace struggles to reconcile his idol status with his habit for self-destruction. Stephen Amell plays his brother and league heel, Jack Spade. This hardworking proprietor, husband, and father is trying to breathe new life into the DWL. Heels is available to watch now on Stars and the Stars. So lately, I've been on a mission to change the way people view their finances and to encourage people to overcome obstacles and adversity. It's just more and more important to me every day. So I've teamed up with the folks at Life Surge. Life Surge is a one-day faith-based event where you'll walk in hungry for success and you'll leave ready to build your resources to leave an impact on others. We're talking faith-fueled finance, growing resources, crushing obstacles, and then yeah, using it all for something way bigger than yourself. I'll be joining Life Surge in Cincinnati on Saturday, August 3rd. Joining me in Cincinnati is Nick Vujicic, the man with no arms or legs that speaks about his trials and triumphs, soul surfer and author Bethany Hamilton, Duck Dynasty's Willie Robertson, and author and pastor Craig Groeschel, star of CNBC's The Prophet, Marcus Lemonis, and Bethel Music. That's Life Surge, Cincinnati, on Saturday, August 3rd. Tickets are on sale exclusively at lifesurge.com. I hope to see you there. App. Do you own or rent your home? Sure you do. And I bet it can be hard work. But you know what's easy? Bundling policies with GEICO. GEICO makes it easy to bundle your homeowner's or renter's insurance along with your auto policy. It's a good thing, too, because you already have so much to do around your home. Go to GEICO.com, get a quote, and see how much you could save. It's GEICO easy. Visit GEICO.com today. That's GEICO.com. All right, let's get back to the show in three, two, one, play. How about superstar Bill Dundee, buddy? And you know, we've, uh, we have mentioned, uh, 
over the past couple of, of weeks, even months, uh, about the passing of Donna Eaton, and then of course, unfortunately, of Bobby as well. And Donna was was Bill's son. Uh, yep. Bill's daughter. so Bobby Eaton was his son-in-law. His son-in-law. That's right. So, and uh, as the was, story goes, by the way, Bill had been around the wrestling business forever, and mm-hmm. you know, promoter, booker, performer, done it all. Mm-hmm. Um, he forbid his daughter from hanging around a wrestler and dating a wrestler. And then eventually mm-hmm. she had to fess up when things started to progress with her and Bobby and he flipped out. Mm-hmm. And then after he calmed down, he said, well, who is it? Mm-hmm. And allegedly she said, Bobby Eaton. And he said, oh, well, he's okay. Yeah. Which he, which he was, but the idea was, you, you know, God damn it. There's no way my daughter's dating a wrestler. I fucking told you all this shit. And then who is it? Bob Eaton. Oh, well, yeah. never mind. That's okay. Because, you know, wrestlers were probably were, have been seen, you know, they're like you, they're just running around trying to, Oh, I want to be your friend, but really you're trying to get some of that. Coop, coop. I mean, that's what you're doing. And you know, everybody knows why, that. Why does rebel come to mind when Never mind. Um, by the way, I thought, thought it was ironic that the first time you played pitch and catch with Britt Baker, she was pitching and you were catching. Isn't that something that just, that just fits the narrative. Hey, that was a, that was a great day for Britt Baker. It was a great day for Tony Schiavone. No, it was, it was a great day. We, uh, we went to, we went to Brit's dental school and we had cameras and she said, spoiler, spoiler, you're giving spoilers. Yeah, well, yeah, that's okay. It's okay. a spoiler. You'll, you'll see it eventually. And the, the funny thing about that story is she said to me, she said, you know what? I told them we're coming, but they may throw us out. You never know. She was really kind of antsy about it. And she received a hero's welcome inside of that dental school as well. She should, it was a great day for her. And I was so, I really, really so proud of her and so happy that here she was back in Pittsburgh and. She was had a hero's welcome back. Well, look at that that thing from Dundee. I don't know what that was. I know what it is. It's a finish. I know, but I don't. One, two, three, and that's it—a win for Bill Superstar Dundee. And there you see his protege, Nature Boy Buddy Landell. Fans, as you know, we've talked about it. We've seen it. Nature Boy Ric Flair, the heavyweight champion of the world, defeating Dusty Rhodes in St. Louis. Let's go to an interview—the first interview conducted with Dusty Rhodes since he lost the title. Uh-oh. Let's go to the interview you at this time for pro wrestling illustrated this is bill after today it's my pleasure an extreme pleasure to be doing the very first interview with a man who is three-time nwa world heavyweight wrestling champion man who defeated rick flair in a cage in greensboro mm. only to have an ugly incident happen to him in kansas city where he was attacked by tully blanchard jj Dillon, and rick flair only to lose the title back to rick flair two days later this is the man with the NWA championship belt. He's sitting here right now, Dusty Rhodes. Dusty, a leg injury. First thing I must ask you is, how is the leg? Well, Bill, it's a pleasure to be back and, uh, and to talk to Bill. I'm a personal friend of mine. When you're down, you always like to, uh, to talk to your friends, you know. And uh, I didn't want to give any interviews right afterwards because I was hurt physically and emotionally about losing the World Heavyweight title. It meant so much to a, a great mass of people throughout this country. And Dusty Rhodes, the American Dream, represents the National Wrestling Alliance and Jim Crockett Promotions. And it's the major league of wrestling, as you say, often, uh, Bill, after, uh, throughout this country, throughout this world. And I want to tell you about the National Wrestling Alliance. 
that is like the, the NFL. It's the big time. And, and there's a lot of regional champions and a lot of champions that wear belts. And there's a lot of champions that are movie stars and wear belts. This is where you get down and do it. This is where it, it is survival time. This is the oldest and most coveted sporting title in the world. Nature Boy Ric Flair once again has the world's heavyweight title. Ric Flair beat me in St. Louis, Missouri. And there was nobody that jumped in. There was no outside towel being thrown in. I was defeated. For three seconds in my life, I lost something that meant so much to me and my family and the many fans out there. Dusty Rhodes, injury or not, makes no excuses. Ric Flair holds the most coveted sports title in this country, bar none. He wrestles for the National Wrestling Alliance and Jim Crockett Promotions, the biggest worldwide governing body of professional wrestling ever in the history of wrestling. So Dusty Rhodes has to regain the World's Heavyweight title. It's very simple. I have to come back and do what I know I can do. And the many fans know that Dusty Rhodes can defeat Ric Flair, the World's Heavyweight champion. Tully Blanchard, Iron Ole, Anderson, J.J. Dillon, the four horsemen, took it upon themselves to make 1986 the year that Dusty Rhodes, the American Dream, would no longer be in wrestling, that this thing would all be over. Well, that's not going to happen. Because millions, not thousands, but millions of American people have that same dream Dusty Rose has, Bill. That same dream of being somebody, doing something and making some of yourself. The American dream lives. The belt is what dreams are made of. Nature Boy Ric Flair is dreams, his life, his livelihood, his cars, his women, his personal attire is all wrapped around that world's heavyweight title. So now then we have to regroup. Millions of people throughout this country, we have to regroup. Some ain't going to come back with me. That's fine. Because if you can sit out there in your living room and say for three seconds in your lifetime there was nothing ever bad happened to you, then you're lying to yourself. So in three seconds, Dusty Rose lost the world's heavyweight title. It's history. But let history record this fact. That the American dream lives each and every one of you. And I'm coming back to get it. And Tully Blanchard, 86 is going to be the year you personally have no pins to walk on, no wheels to run on. So let it be Bill Lapter that Dusty Rose, the American Dream, is back. I feel great. The leg is injured, but it will not keep me from crawling or walking in that ring or arena throughout this country every night. The American dream is coming back for what belongs to him. That was a good was promo, bad. dude. I liked yeah. it. Yeah, that was very good. This is uh this is a good show so far, man. And oh yeah. Mm. Fuck, we're just getting started. Here's Jimmy. And right now, the degenerate members of this studio audience are trying to taunt my good friend Paul Jones, but Paul, all they're doing when they call bald-headed geek is calling Jimmy Bayer. They're not gonna interrupt me. But let me tell you something right now. When I stepped off that Delta plane this morning, I said I smell excitement in the air. Something good is going to happen to me today. And then let me tell you something about Manny Fernandez first. I offered Manny Fernandez a great deal amount of money to join the Army because I knew that he was unemployed now that his value was defeated. And Manny Fernandez, I think he has more talent than he has brains. But let me tell you something, Manny. You're going to take the money because everybody has his price. And Jimmy Valiant, the bald-headed geek, let me tell you something, Jimmy Valiant. You're finished. 
You know, the only thing that defeated you and the reason you're a ball-headed game because you had a dream. And where you failed is you didn't follow through. And I followed through on my dream, and that was shaving your head. And Shaska Wadley, the barbarian, Tito Khan, the great Baron Von Reske, helped me. Because I, Paul Jones, number one, has friends. And you say you're trying to put something in the people's minds around here that they're not going to buy. And that is, you say that I am running from you. It's the other way around. I am here. I am challenging you to get in the ring with me. And it, I know one thing you didn't tell the people about. And that is Manny Fernandez handcuffed to Shaska Watley. Well, let me tell you something. You think I'm a coward and I won't step in the ring? You're a beating man. All I want to do now is get you down the aisle so everybody can see the bald head shining under the lights, the humiliation. And you get in the ring and I'm going to slap you around, beat you and kick you like a dog. And one thing more, you got three months. You said you will quit wrestling. Well, you might as well quit today because with the army around me, you'll never get to number one Paul Jones and I will have my hair forever. The Schick match of the week in the ring. <laughs> did I hear that right? Go ahead. What did he say? Did he say shit match of the week in Schick. the ring? I thought it was Schick. Oh, Schick. Okay. Right. The sponsor. <laughs> Audience. You thought he said the shit match of the week. <laughs> shit match of the week. Uh, we could get we could get away with it now, but buddy, you got to say that on AEW because y'all can get one shit a weekend, as you know. Mm. And dude, it would be hilarious if you knew it wasn't being used, and you could mm -hmm. confirm it wasn't being used. And then yeah. here comes one heel against another, mm -hmm. like it's MJF or something. Ladies and gentlemen, we present to you the AEW shit match of the week. <laughs> The internet would explode. <laughs> You'd take the internet and put it in your back pocket and be yours. <clears throat> oh, oh God. Todd champions in this one. Holy hell. Let's not put him in the ring. Dude, this is awesome. It's a pretty good six. I mean, it's a pretty good six, man. There you are. Todd's blown up right now already. Count me in on this shit, dude. What the shit match of the week? I love this, this show. This is just a fun show. Oh yeah. I mean, this has a lot going on. I mean, we're talking about the best of seven tied at three. We're talking about dusty, uh, losing the title and both he and flair doing very good interviews on it. we got a good six man, Jimmy Valiant saying that he will, he will leave wrestling if he doesn't uh, shave Paul Jones's head. Uh, and, um, you see one of the Turner people back there reading the newspaper? What the fuck? By the way, I, I wanted to shout out Dusty's promo earlier. I thought it was pretty cool when he was talking about, you know, there's a lot of other regional champions in this mm. world of professional wrestling. Right. Uh, there's some, you know, other guys wearing other belts. There's some movie stars wearing belts just for context. Mm -hmm. The three big promotions here in 86. I mean, I guess world-class counts too, but. The AWA had Nick Bockwinkle. Right. And of course the WWF had Hulk Hogan. Right. Interesting. Mm. Was Hulk, uh, in 86 was, had he done a movie yet? Uh, yeah, it was a little movie called Rocky. Maybe you oh, heard that of little that one. That little one. I, I, I was thinking, yeah, I heard of that one. 
Uh, I was thinking about maybe uh, one that he had done himself, and I guess he didn't really do one himself until he did uh, No Holes Barred in 89. So, And then, of course, you know, the Nanny movie or whatever he also did. Some great ones. Some great ones. Uh, what, uh, what was the uh, TV show Thunder in Paradise? Yep. Who could forget that? Who could forget that? Absolutely. That was good stuff, man. That was good action stuff. Action stuff. All right, let's pause the playback for right now. You're hanging out with some friends and putting back a few drinks and a few becomes a few too many. As the evening comes to an end, when people start to head out, you think of calling for a ride. Nah, you live nearby. You can make it home. Okay. It's no big deal. What are the odds you'll get pulled over anyway? And even so what's the worst that could happen? Your insurance goes up. You lose your license. You lose your job. You total your car. You kill someone. Everyone knows about the risks of driving drunk. The results are tragic and often deadly. However, that doesn't stop everyone from getting behind the wheel under the influence. That's why police officers are out there right now looking for impaired drivers on our roads to save lives. So if you think you're okay to drive after a few drinks, think again, play it safe and plan ahead to get a ride. It only takes one mistake to change your life or someone else's forever. Drive sober or get pulled over paid for by NHTSA. All right. By now, you know that we talk about Tony's winky woo a lot here on the show. I'm proud to say that it is officially sponsored by blue chew. It's those, this episode, say it with me, boys and girls. Well, boy. And that one girl who still listens blue chew blue chew is making waves and bringing more confidence to the bedroom by offering chewable tablets that can help men get stronger and longer lasting erections. By the way, blue chew, in case you've been living under a rock, you may not know it's a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as both Viagra and Cialis, but in chewable form, but at a fraction of the cost, come on now. Blue Chew's tablets help men achieve harder and stronger erections to combat all forms of ED or ED as Tony calls it for short. Blue Chew is an online prescription service. What does that mean to you? No more visits to the doctor's office, no more awkward conversations and no more waiting in line at the pharmacy and it ships right to your door in a discreet package. The process is simple. You'll sign up at bluechew.com. You'll consult with one of their licensed medical providers. And once you're approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. Now, the best part, it's all done online. Blue Chew's licensed medical providers work with you to find the right ingredient and strength for your prescription. Don't like swallowing pills? No problems here. Blue Chew's sildenafil and tadalafil tablets are chewable. Blue Chew's tablets are made in the USA and they prepare and ship direct. So it's cheaper than a pharmacy. So if you could benefit from extra confidence when it's time to perform, visit bluechew.com for more details and important safety information. And here's a special deal for our listeners. Try blue chew for free. When you use our promo code WHW at checkout, just pay $5 shipping. That's bluechew.com. The promo code is WHW to receive your first month free. And we thank blue chew for sponsoring today's podcast and Tony's winky woo. All right, let's get back to the show in three, two, one play. You know, here's the thing about, here's the thing about Hulk Hogan's movies yeah. that obviously weren't good. Okay. They could have been good. And, and unfortunately he gets the heat for it because he's the star. But if you have a great writing team and you have a great production team, you can put together a good movie. Just my thoughts on that. 
<clears throat> By the way, I, I mean, want to mention the um, the UWF champion. You know, Bill Watts started the UWF in '86. Right. Terry Gordy was their champion during this time. So as mm-hmm. Dusty's calling everybody out, it's Bachwinkle, mm-hmm. Gordy, Hogan, mm-hmm. whoever was world class champ. Let's see if I can find that. It's probably uh, a Von Eric. Would have been Carrie by that time. <laughs> it's probably a Von Eric. <laughs> man, I love watching Oli do his thing. Yeah, man. And you know, listen, I, I'm trying not to keep coming back to this, but would you have ever imagined there'd be a world where Oli would outlive Peggy? No. God, it just sucks, no. man. Not at all. I blame you really. Well, I'll take the blame if you like, because you have nobody else to blame. Good move by Sam. I feel like you're being hurtful. Yes. uh, Intentionally. Why though? Because you're, you're hurtful first. Here's Tully, man. You know, you just rag on me all the time. And then I fly back and you go, Oh, I'm here for you hurt my feelings. Why are you doing this to me, Tony? You're, 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 just, you're, you because, well, I don't know. <clears throat> I thought we were uh, friends. So, Hey, can I say something about the ring apron? Is this, is this a new ring apron or have we had this for a couple of weeks? No, you that's usually that? the one you used on pro. Okay. Right. Or, or worldwide. You used it on your syndicated show, but yeah, it's here for some reason. Yeah. Cause usually we just, Oh, you know why? To- you know why? It's because y'all did a double taping here. I think. Okay. I could be wrong, but I think you're also, doing, I think you're doubling up. Also, and Flair mentioned this too, which is kind of odd. He said tonight in Atlanta. So either we tape this on Sunday or, you know, what's funny. You were in Atlanta that night. You're at the Omni. Right. You want to guess how many people were there? Uh, 8,000, 2,800. Oh. So if we did a Saturday night in the Omni, that is kind of, uh, Ladies and gentlemen, let me repeat what I just said. Mm -hmm. The Omni August 16th, 1986. And you know what? Let's just go ahead and pull this up since you want to give excuses. Cause I know how you are. I'm looking at a calendar from August of 96 Mm -hmm. and the 16th was on a Saturday. Yeah. So Saturday night, Atlanta, GA bright lights, pretty ladies, big city, the Omni and on top. We've got the road warriors taking on Tully and Arn, mm. and in your main event, it's flair and dusty in a two out of three falls match. And they draw 2,800 fans. Mm. Let's listen to what you're saying here. This match went because it was a, an incredible match. We're going to take a look at that. Also, we're going to talk to uh, Jim Cornette and big Bubba. They got a lot to say to the former world heavyweight champion, the American dream dusty Rhodes. This and much more coming up on world championship wrestling. Don't you go away right now. Another match all set to go in the ring. So it's Dick Murdoch and Tony Zane. I, I wanted to mention though, this is the era this summer where the rock and rolls realized dusty's going to fuck us Mm. because again, they're in the Omni with flair and, uh, and dusty on top and they draw 2,800 fans same night. They're in Philadelphia at the civic center. It's Magnum and Nikita going on last, but really it's a two out of three falls match with the rock and roll express. 
mm-hmm. and the midnight express mm-hmm. and people are still talking about that match, by the way, the rock and rolls are going to get a win and win the titles. They have 7,000 fans in Philadelphia, 2,800 at the Omni in Atlanta, 7,000 in Philly. Let's listen to Arn. One person and one person only. And I want to talk about a subject. Dusty Rhodes, you come out here crying the blues. You're talking about the American dream. You talk about it in everybody, every human being across the face of the earth. If you will just be honest, work hard, be true to yourself, be true to your friends, the American dream can come true for you. Well, that makes me want to puke, Dusty Rose, because the American dream is dead for you. You had your one shot at greatness and you blew it. You're saying you were down for three seconds. Well, anybody can get down, Dusty Rose. Anybody's got to wrestle that is anybody with a little bit of injury. It's called a gut check. So when you come out here and you say the American dream is alive in everybody, it's something you can reach out and get. What we tell you, Dusty Rose, is to be successful. You take that public opinion that you hold so high and you flush it in the toilet. If you want to be successful in this world, you go out and you do like the four horsemen do. You take what you want. You be a man, you be a man's man, and you take whatever you want. I wanted the world television title, I took it. Tony Butcher wanted to be national champion, he took it. The Minnesota Wrecking Crew, well, that speaks for itself. Ric Flair decided his lifestyle was too much. He has to be world champion. It's something that's in bread, it's something's in his gut. He is the world champion. Now you're talking about American Dream, let me finalize it by saying this. And this goes for everybody out there. Anybody wants to be anybody, don't sit around being nice. Don't sit around being honest. Don't sit there with your hands out. If you want to be somebody, you get in the gym, have a little guts, have a little initiative, and you go out and take it. Because that's exactly what we've done. And the funny part to us, and the horrifying part to you, is there's nothing any of you can do about it. That's enough said. That's it. The Andersons, and we'll be back right after. How about Oli's shirt? Mean, evil, and nasty. Yeah. Yeah, he, he would cover up the, you know, his, his scar that we talked about. I, I think Orange topped them all with that interview. Dude, it's the best interview of the day for sure. Yeah. But now yeah, here's yeah. Jimmy, and uh, yeah. he's got the Midnights with him. Beautiful Bobby, the Midnight Express, the greatest team in wrestling. Shut up about the Rock and Roll Express because they ain't nothing. And Big Bubba right back here. And let me tell you something, Dusty Rhodes. I'm talking right at you. You can forget about every other wrestler in the world because you proved that you can take on any wrestler. But what about a man that just happens to be the baddest man in the whole wide world? Not a wrestler, just a guy that hates your guts. A guy named Bubba Rogers who it's too late for you to get down on your knees and apologize to. The latest thing, the latest unprovoked attack by you on this man was the last straw. And we got a VTR tape of that. I want to see it right now and show everybody all over the country what Dusty Rose did to seal his fate. Show the tape. Come on. He's going to apologize to me, and he's going to apologize to Big Bubba, and he's going to admit that you're ugly, and he's a goof, and we were right all along, and he's going to look at that camera, and he is going to apologize, most importantly, to my mother in Louisville, Kentucky, who has demanded it, and I'm going to get that, and I'm going to get it soon, or else something drastic's going to be done. Now, you go back, fatso, and you tell him that. <laughs> 
Well, listen, Cornette, number one, Dusty doesn't apologize to anyone, let alone you or this clown Bubba Rogers, wherever you got him. And first of all, why do you spit so much when you talk? I thought you were some kind of commentator. You can't even come out here and talk like a decent human being. And let alone, Dusty doesn't apologize to you. He doesn't apologize to this clown. He doesn't apologize to anyone. And hey, since when, hey, have you ever looked in the mirror recently, Cornette? Hey, let me just ask you one question. Are you going to tell Dusty Rose to apologize to us? I'm not, because... <laughs> oh. Mm. Mm. Well, we got a fricus here going on. Yeah, let's describe what we're seeing here. When uh, yeah. she said no, Bubba mm -hmm. pushed Baby Doll down on the concrete, and immediately right. Dusty came from behind wearing a sport coat and jeans and nailed him mm -hmm. across the back with a leather chair, leather chair, a steel chair. And now boy, everybody's come out. Dutch man tails out there. The, the, the midnights are out there. Everybody's trying to separate them, but it's a, uh, it's an issue now with big Bubba and dusty Rose. You see the Jayhawks, Mr. Crockett. Rose, you're going to get yours, baby. I promise you that. And dusty Rose, I want you to remember the sound of that metal chair crashing down on big Bubba's skull, because that sound is going to haunt you. That sound is going to go through your nightmares because it didn't phase the man. You've hit him with everything you could hit him with and you've done nothing to hurt big Bubba Rogers. But I'll tell you this, forget the title, forget St. Louis, forget Kansas city and try to forget that pain shooting up your leg because the baddest day of your life, the worst thing, the heaviest thing that ever happened to you is going to be when big Bubba Rogers gets his hands around your neck and then dusty Rhodes, you're going to rue the day that you were ever born. Let's go to the ring, man. I don't know about that whole pushing chicks down thing, but boy, that yeah. was a hot angle and, uh, some great promo work from the guys mm -hmm. here. Yeah. And obviously we, uh, it doesn't play well here in 2021 and, and I, and rightfully so really, uh, it, hell, it didn't play well there. If you think about it, no, no. I mean, it, it was, you know, I, I can, uh, uh it brings up a story. Oh, um, really? Yeah. And this is a, uh, a Tony Schiavone, uh, uh, with, with Vince McMahon story. Oh, that? Hey now. I, uh, I know. And my one, one time with the, with the, uh, with Vince and, and Bruce and all those guys, we would, you know, fly in, I would fly on the private plane, right? We would fly into a town and we would do uh, superstars. And then the next night we would do challenge and then we would come home. And so between superstars and challenge, a lot of times Vince's driver would rent a minivan and he would take us all. And I would be in that minivan. And I remember saying that we were, he was, Vince was trying to come up with an idea for Miss Elizabeth. And I can't remember who the angle was with. And Tony Schiavone said, 1989. Okay. Just throwing shit out there. Don't start anything with me, Conrad, by saying this. Okay. okay? All right. All right. Deal. Tony Schiavone said, what about so-and-so pushing Miss Elizabeth? And Vince turned to me and said, no, that's not the right thing to do, and we don't need a fucking riot. And I said, okay. So. Over a tremendous match. Let's take a look at Magnum TA Nikita Kulov. Magnum reversed it and did the exact opposite of vertical suplex. Come on, Magnum. Everybody wants you. We're with you. Come on. Nikita now. Yes, Nikita. Look at it. 
ago when this conflict between Nikita Koloff and myself started, he said that the Russian nightmare would overcome me, that he would be my greatest nightmare come true. Here I stand today, despite all odds, back three to three, dead even, with Nikita Koloff. When Nikita, you can complain about the last match, you can talk about referees, talk about whatever you like, but each and every time we've always seen that some comrade-at-arms has been by your side. Whether it be for support or distraction, it doesn't really matter. But what does matter now, what you know better than anybody else, is what it feels like to get hit with what I do better than anybody else in the world, and that's the belly-to-belly -belly suplex. I don't claim to be a brawler or a strongman or anything else. Just trying to be the best professional wrestler in the United States today, and that's what that belt's all about. Well, I'm tired of talking about it. I'm tired of meeting you. I'm tired of getting up every morning thinking about the United States heavyweight title and the USSR, which is what you represent. Well, let me assure you of this. I brought it back. We're starting fresh all over again. And this very weekend, I mean right now, we're going to finish this thing all up. When this weekend's over, it's all going to be settled. When the smoke clears, there'll be a U.S. heavyweight champion. And I think you know deep down inside you that the man standing before you right now is a man that's going to take it all home, bring it home right here, United States of America. Fans, we're coming right back. Right? Dude, how about the pop when they restarted the match and Magnum hit that belly to belly? Yeah, something dude, else, wasn't it? Wrestling will never be like that again, dude. No, no, you're right. <clears throat> and also, uh, well, let's hear what Jim Cornette's got to say Again, here. my goodness. Take a look at Miss Rock and Roll Express 86 and her court at this time. We've been on tour our week. With the bus, and this is our final stop on the Rock and Roll Express Super Summer Sizzler Tour. Over 18,000 entries for our Miss Rock and Roll Express contest, and we're pleased to introduce the six young ladies who were the finalists, the court, and the queen. And we'll ask them to come up. Let's all give them a round of applause. First of all, from Elberton, Georgia, Rhonda Barnes. From Bain, 
Montgomery! From Burgesstown, Pennsylvania, Leela Pittman! From Franklinton, North Carolina, Trudy Robertson! From Charleston, West Virginia, Tanya Smithers. And please welcome with me, Miss Rock and Roll Express 1986 from Douglasville, Georgia, Dawn Terry. Sounds like a porn name. Let's give them a round of applause. 1986, Miss Rock and Roll Express in our tour. Don Cherry is uh, Miss Rock and Roll Express. And speaking of the rock and rolls, here they come. And I think they're going to help us close the show, Tony Tone Tone. But the, uh, the, the Magnum TA match that you saw yeah. was, was that same day. It was in Asheville, North Carolina. That was our final stop. And uh, Ricky, you know, sang that day. You saw the band behind him. Magnum wrestled Nikita. And that's why when Magnum one and he kind of you know went back you saw all those young girls around him that's because this was the this was the rock and roll express tour and we had a lot of young girls in the stands that day it was a matinee show six right. days prior to this filming and it was at the civic center there in Asheville. right but you know here's the thing it all comes to a head again we're talking about august 16th when this show airs mm -hmm. it's just hard to imagine dude that dusty and flair draw 2800 mm -hmm. but this uh match number seven between, uh, Magnum Nikita and of course the rock and rolls in the midnights for the tax traps does 7,000 in Philly. Yeah. Well, listen, I I've mentioned this on many of our podcasts and I'll, I'll say it again. It's not to disparage dusty. It's not no. to disparage Ric Flair, rock and roll express and midnight express. That was the thing. Yeah. Well, and, he, and here's why it was new. You know, they had seen, right. they had seen the other stuff. Right. Right. Exactly. And wrestling fans want new and right. <clears throat> by the way, yeah. as, as a, uh, just a heads up, the mm -hmm. WWE was running in long Island that night on August 16th uh -huh. with, uh, Savage versus George, the animal steel Orndorff and junkyard dog. But the main event was a uh, steamboat and Jake Roberts in a snake pit match. They drew 6,500 fans in long Island at the Nassau Coliseum. I think that's important. Just. You know, they've got a pretty strong show, not too terribly far away, Long Island, New York, uh, 6,500 fans, but you guys are drawing 7,000 here mm -hmm. with the rock and rolls and the midnights and Magnum and Nikita. Yeah. And I think it's amazing. You say Randy Savage and George animal steel, Paul Orndorff against JYD and all four of those are no longer with us. Take a listen. The four horsemen and James J. Dillon and Oli, I know you got something to say. Well, I'll tell you this. Everybody thought that the four horsemen were done. They thought that we couldn't do it again. Well, we're back on top. All four horsemen together. Tully, Flair, Arn, Oli, and the guy that plans the strategy, the brains behind it, J.J. Dillon. Dusty Rhodes, I made the prediction 1986 is a year that you go down that we don't see you anymore. I guarantee that's going to come true. The chair on the leg, that's the beginning. We got another leg, two arms, and that big head of yours. And I guarantee you, I guarantee before the year is out, 
someplace. It might be Chicago. It might be Green Bay. It might be Minneapolis. It might be hometown. But someplace, we're going to get rid of Dusty Rhodes. Make book on it. I'll tell you what. <laughs> what are you doing flapping that around a little bit? You know, Rick will step in here. Arn, Ole. You know, the other day... We were down at Myrtle Beach taking a little day off. We chartered a plane down there, and the horsemen were sitting around, having a little, maybe a little brewski, looking at a few ladies on the beach. They're at the Marlin Quay. Rick has a big condo there. And you know, Rick, we went down, bought something, didn't we? Well, here's how it goes. You know, the four horsemen oh, here we go. take a lot of pride in being first class. Aside from the fact we're the greatest wrestlers alive, we're first class. We pay a lot of respect to James J. Dillon, our leader, our pal, our manager. And out of respect to James J. Dillon, the four horsemen all put 10 grand in together, $40,000, and Jim Dillon, this is yours from the four horsemen. There you go, my man. Hey. I'll tell you, gentlemen, I wear this with pride every night when I see the world's championship belt. I know that each and every one of us wears a small part of it, the same as Mr. Blanchard with the national heavyweight title. Each of the four horsemen wears a small part of it. Diamonds are forever. The four horsemen are forever. <laughs> Wish we had a half an hour, but we don't. See you next week on World Championship Wrestling. How about that? I forgot about that little skit there at the end of the show. Yeah, that was a great show, Conrad. And, uh, as you saw there, uh, I actually have JJ's old horseman ring here and, uh, it's, it's fashioned to look like the, uh, a presidential Rolex. It's actually called the day date, but a lot of people call it the, the presidential bracelet. Uh, uh but yeah, it had uh, diamonds where a watch would be and a bezel that, that looks like it would go around a watch around those, uh, uh, diamonds and then yeah, down the side, but there you go. I bought it from JJ in 2013. Wow, man. And uh, I forgot that, that was going to wrap up our show, but there you go. Tremendous. Back on a little shelf we go. Tremendous, buddy. Hey, this was a fun show. And as a reminder, uh, that match seven that's going to happen later on this day, uh, August 16th, 1986, in front of 7,000 fans, uh, it goes to a no contest. Bob Geigel's the special guest referee. Of course, he's helping run the NWA. He's the president at the time, I believe. And they're three and three. But the next day, uh, we bring both shows together. For the 17th, you do a matinee show, uh, with dusty Magnum and baby doll taking on Jim Cornette and the midnight express in a steel cage. Dick Murdoch would actually challenge Ric Flair for the world title in West Virginia. But that night it's the big show at the Coliseum in Charlotte, 11,000 plus on hand. It is sold out hanging from the rafters. We've got the rock and rolls defending against the midnight express. Of course, we're doing a series of TV tapings here, but we've also got a rematch with Ric Flair and dusty Rhodes this time in Charlotte course the home of jim crockett promotions but what goes on last well what else would it be it's nikita koloff and magnum ta and unbelievably nikita wins mm. i say unbelievably because it just felt like especially in this era the baby face prevails but that was not the case and we're going to be hearing from everybody next week here on the show but before we get out of here tony i wanted to take a minute to brag just a minute can i do that sure go ahead man we just got a uh a pretty cool thing. in. it's a five-star review over at conradreviews.com. Uh, and this is from our man in Raleigh, North Carolina, Mr. John wow. K. He says, very I've cool. been a fan of Conrad's podcast for several years, given how home values have skyrocketed in our area in the last 12 months. I wanted to see if a recog a refi could consolidate our credit card debt and whether or not that was worth exploring. 
Diane, Brandy, and Bill were an absolute pleasure to work with. This was by far the smoothest mortgage process and the fastest closing out of the four I've ever been through. Thanks to first family. We were able to refinance to a lower rate and pay off all our credit card debt. This will save us north of $800 a month. I cannot stress enough how huge this is for my wife and our two young children. This is the fresh start we've needed. I can't thank the team enough and will recommend first family to all of my family and friends. Thanks. Well, and thank you, John, for leaving us that review. Uh, the reality is home values have skyrocketed this last year. Your house is probably worth more than ever. Why not take that opportunity to change your life? John did. He's saving 800 bucks a month and he got to skip his next two house payments. And you can too. You don't need perfect credit. You don't need money out of your pocket, but this is not the exception. This is basically the rule right now. You have more equity. Why not make the use of that and get the best rate you ever had on a mortgage at savewithconrad.com. NMLS number 65084, equal housing lender. That's savewithconrad.com. Get rid of all your credit card debt, get a much lower payment, and shorten your term. We're routinely helping our podcast listeners here take their 30-year loan and pay it off in about half the time with roughly the same monthly payment. Why wouldn't you do that? Keep more of your own money and hurry to savewithconrad.com. And Tony, I'm, I'm fired up about next week, dude. Like knowing that we're going to get to hear from a new NWA United States heavyweight champion, that's mm-hmm. going to be pretty cool. That is going to be pretty cool. And it's, uh, August was a great month. I, I, I know the, the great American bash kind of sucked all the air out of the room uh, for July and rightfully so, but August was a great month for Jim Crockett promotions. And this is before this is back in the era before school started at the first of August, like it does now. It's back when school started, like after Labor Day. So August was always kind of a very good month for us. And uh, great times, man. Great times. Jim Cornette obviously was a fixture on our show by this time. Oh, for sure. As well as should be. Yeah, by doing interviews. So we had had a great time, a lot of fun with him. And uh, he brought, obviously, uh, brought a lot of of, uh, sizzle to our show that obviously that David Crockett and I couldn't do because we were kind of the straight guys. So it was, it was cool, man. Uh, I, I love this. And it, it's funny that, you know, each and every week we get on here and we preview the show. We look at it, see who's on. You just kind of never know what we're going to get. That's right. As far as a good show or a bad show. But I think it's very obvious that we've had many, many more good shows than bad shows from 86. Oh, no doubt about it. There's been so yeah. many great moments. And by the way, we're not done towards the end of the month. You guys are going to make your debut at the great Western forum. Mm-hmm. Uh, August 28th, 1986. Do you remember who the, uh, who the ring announcer was that night, Tony? Yeah, it was me. How about that? Yeah. Lots of fun stuff coming, man. When you guys hit the West coast and you know, it's, it's crazy to think that as we're talking here, you know, what, like two months after this, right. Magnum's done. Right. It, it's just so much is happening here in 1986. We hope you guys are digging it. And we hope that you're going to check out AEW tonight, Dynamite. And of course, uh, if you believe the rumor and innuendo, it's going to be uh, quite a show this Friday night when Can't AEW wait. makes their debut at the United Center. Unfortunately, I won't be in town for that one, but it feels like wrestling history might be made there if the uh, <clears throat> rumor and innuendo is true. But either way, we're going to be watching, and I know it's not your thing, Tony, but then this Saturday night is SummerSlam. You know, the biggest mass gathering for a WWE event outside of a WrestleMania ever. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I know it's not exactly your bag, baby, but anytime you got 40, 45,000 wrestling fans together, dude, I can't wait to watch that just because it's wrestling's first, like big show post COVID. If there is yeah. such a thing as post COVID. 
and John Cena makes his return, I guess, to the ring. Yeah. It looks like him and, uh, and Roman reigns have, uh, decided to heat their feud up a little bit. They had some nice little back and forth this past Friday night where I think, uh, there was some inside baseball, some references, even you would have enjoyed. Yeah. I, uh, and I don't think John Cena is going to have the toilet seat on his head. That he had in the movie. And I say that because that's what they taught. That's what they called it in the movie. If you saw suicide squad, I haven't, cause I'm an adult. They said, they said, Hey, is that a toilet seat on your head? <laughs> so it was funny. Uh, John did a great job in that movie. I really, really enjoyed that movie. Uh, uh I, I know pro- probably a lot of people shit on it, but. Oh no, listen, I, I heard it was, uh, I heard it was critically well-received. A lot of my friends who, who say, who know, I don't like that type of thing. They're like, no, you would like this. Yeah. Uh, so I think, uh, the wife is going to twist my arm and make me watch it a little later today, but good with that in mind, it feels like it's about that time. It is about that time. Ladies and gentlemen, here he comes to the ring, the nature boy, Rick flair, take a look at him in all his glory and a big smile on his face. Thank God that he put his false teeth back in his head today. He's got that hair slicked back as only he could wait a minute here from behind is Conrad Thompson. It's his son-in-law and he's got that diamond ring that he bought from JJ Dillon that they presented to JJ back in August of 86. He hit Rick flair in the head with it and Rick can shit his pants again. We're definitely out of time. See you next week on What Happened When. We come to you Wednesdays on Cumulus, but on Mondays exclusively ad-free for our friends on Patron. Patreon.com forward slash WW Monday. And who could forget? Mm. Adfreeshows.com.